Good morning. Once again, I'm glad to be here. Thankful to have had this opportunity. Appreciate very much the fellowship and the hospitality that's been extended to me. It's been a been a great weekend. It has. Uh, hope you'll continue in your heart. You know, we, a lot of times a preacher gets up and he says, I want you to continue to pray for me while I stand before you. Uh, he says that he's serious. Now, when he says that, it doesn't mean he wants you to get down on your knees and bow your head and, and concentrate in prayer, you know. Because that won't work for either one of you. Not what the Lord wants either. But I do want you to keep in your heart to ask God to be merciful as we, you know, and that continue to think that we want this to be to God's honor and glory. Because if it's not, we're here for the wrong reason. So, so when I say pray for me, I don't mean, you know... Just, Close me off and just go to the Lord in prayer, you know. Uh, that, but, Sergey, that's not worship, is it? But <clears throat> we're here to worship. We're here to hear from the Lord, about the Lord. And I hope that you don't see me here, but I hope you can see Jesus. I'm going to talk to you this morning uh, about confidence. The Bible has a lot to say about confidence. Uh, in the scriptures, confidence will represent what we would call trust. Uh, it represents assurance for refuge. It, uh, it establishes persuasion. It, uh, confidence is to exercise courage. And it is to be bold. All of those things are represented and demonstrated by how the scripture uses the word confidence. In, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 5 through 8, the Apostle Paul there says, Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God. That wrought means to work fully, to fashion you know, when a, uh, when a blacksmith works with steel, he heats the steel and he hammers it and bends it and runs it through his forge again. And he, that steel, when he's done with it, is said to have been wrought. It's been worked fully. And Paul says that now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident. Paul says we are always confident. Knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say... And willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. There is a confidence when we truly know the Lord. 
when he has wrought us for his purpose, when he has wrought us in our lives, wrought in us a new heart that we can see him, feel him, and know him, know his presence in our lives. That's what Brother Sergey was teaching us. Uh, by spirit, in spirit and in truth, with that new heart, that, that new life that God has put in us, that new creation that is within us, that spirit of God. You know, uh, uh, I think Brother Leroy was saying something about, uh, about God earlier, and, and uh, Brother, Brother Dave also, in, uh, you know, he was talking about the Word of God. The Word of God is God's Word. It's not our Word. Why do we pay heed to it? It's because it is God's Word. It is, you know, he, Brother Dave said it, it's, <clears throat> may not have been his exact words, but he said it, it's for all time. You know, uh, good, good, good friend of mine passed away not, not long ago, this past year. And uh, William was, uh, he was my sidekick. We worked together side by side. Um, he was my helper, but he's more like a partner. Um, we were about the same size. Uh, both had white mustaches. <laughs> uh, both had similar lack of hair. And we'd go every place we'd go. People would ask us, "Y'all brothers?" We said, "Yep, we are." <laughs> we, when uh, one place we'd go, we they they'd ask and say, "Y'all twins?" <laughs> no, no, we're just brothers. <laughs> uh, William loved the Word of God. And he loved to tell people about the Word of God. And I love to tell about a story. He, he, was, he was talking to a young woman, talking to her about the Bible. And she started in with that old worthless phrase, well, it's just not relevant anymore. He said, what? Well, he said, what? Have you ever read it? <laughs> All you've got to do is read it to know that this book is relevant. It's relevant to all times. It is also, it is, it's completely sufficient, and I have confidence in what this word says. I'm, I left my subject already, but <laughs> we're getting back to it. I'm back to confidence now. Um, you know, and Paul's demonstration here that he, he's given to us, he says, you know, we can have confidence and Once that Spirit of God is in us, it, it doesn't leave. You know, when the Spirit, and that's God in you. And what I, what I started to say about God, you know, we, we talk about God and we refer generally to, to God the Father as being omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent and uh, God cannot lie. And, you know, there, we list all of the things. God can't lie. God can't die. You know, that's all things that the Scriptures teach us, you know. Uh, but what some people forget is that, uh, yes, that's true of God the Father, but it's also true of God the Son. It's also true of God the Holy Spirit, that not one of them can, let, uh, can lie, can die, can, uh, can fail in any way. Uh, God never fails. Um, 
And God is all sufficient. Uh, He is the one true and living God. And, you know, yes, there's there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But you you know what? (laughs) He told Israel, there's one God. And there still is. Paul says that we can be confident, those of us who are born again, those who have been wrought by God, are confident as long as we're in this flesh that God's with us. Everything's okay. You know, we are in God's hands. Whatever happens in this life, we are in God's hands. Paul goes on to say, because, and that's because why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. We're confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. That's amazing confidence, isn't it? Do you, do you ever stop and think what a great gift that is? That whether I live or whether I die. That's okay. I'll be with the Lord. I'll be with the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 13, um, verses 5 and 6, it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly, boldly, you could... Same Greek word there as confident. So I can confidently say or boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man can do unto me. That's why I can very easily have fears. I'm I'm smart enough to know when, when, you know, when I walk up to a fellow that's... uh, Six foot eight or nine and uh, 350 pounds and nice and no fat on him. That uh, that fellow, if he wants to, can probably just whoop the daylights out of me. But I don't have to be afraid of him. I don't have to fear that. I don't have to fear situations out in the world. I don't have to fear... Some crazy nut come walking through that door with an AR-15. Because the Lord's going to take care of us. And whether I live or die, I should live or die praising the Lord. And I should have confidence in Him in that. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 16. It says, a wise man feareth and departeth from evil. But the fool rageth and is confident. You can have good confidence, you can have bad confidence. Confidence is, is that, you know, when I... Good confidence and, and, and wisdom is seeing 
evil things out there and removing myself from that situation. But a fool, he says, he rageth and is confident in his raging. Confidence can be good or bad depending on where that confidence is placed. I want to go to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19. Now I'm, I'm going to try not to read both of those, the, completely read both of those chapters, but it is one of the most beautiful examples of what, uh, what Proverbs 14, 16 is talking about when we look at what's said in those chapters. This chapter, chapter 18 begins saying, now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, and uh, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. So we've got Hezekiah is beginning his reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. Now, this tells us a, a little bit about uh, Hezekiah. Um, and and that verse, verse 3 says, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. This man was following the Lord. It says, He removed the high places, and broke the images, and cut down the groves, and broke in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For in those... <clears throat> For unto those days the children of Israel had burned incense in it to it, and he called it Nehushtan. <laughs> you remember when when the children of Israel were disobeying God, they were dis, they were uh, complaining to God. Go go back tonight or tomorrow this afternoon or as soon as you can and read Numbers chapter twenty one and read about that where uh, the Lord sent brazen serpents into Israel's camp and those serpents were biting folks and they were dying because it was God's judgment on them. So Moses, instructed by God, built a, made a brazen serpent out of brass, put it on a pole and held it up and said, when you look on that, when you see that, you're going to be able to be healed from the bites of the brazen serpent. And it worked. It worked. You know, and Jesus mentioned that, didn't he, in the New Testament. Uh, he said, just, as, just, just like Moses raised up the serpent, I'm going to be raised up. He was. You know why? So that when we see him on that cross, we'll be healed. If you can see Jesus on the cross, you've got the healing power of God in you when you know that he is the one true and living God that came into the world, died for your sins, and was raised up on that cross for you. When you can look and see that, you're just like those Israelites who saw that brazen serpent. But you know what they did? They made an idol out of it, didn't they, Brother Sergei? Just like those Samaritans. They had their idols. Well, along comes Hezekiah, and he's he tired of this mess. He's cutting down the groves. He t- people had started worshiping that brazen serpent. They kept it around. They said, oh, man, that, that thing's special. Let's burn some incense to that thing, you know. 
He destroyed it, literally. He literally destroyed that thing, and he called it Nehushtan. I love that word. <laughs> it, it just sound, it sounds like the right word for it, doesn't it? Uh, Nehushtan. Uh, that word means that was nothing but a piece of brass. It's nothing but a piece of brass. So, that's the kind of man we've got over Jerusalem now. Praise the Lord. This fellow is doing right. So, uh, he trusted, verse 5, he trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. Now, that's a compliment. (laughs) Amen. Uh, For he he claimed to the Lord... And departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went, whereversoever he went forth. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. Now, king of Assyria didn't like that. And he imposed some taxes on him and, and told him, you know, he, he's going. And at that time, the king of Assyria, he was whooping up on everybody in, around. And he, he's fixing to, in the next few verses there, he's going to carry away Samaria. He's going to carry them away. Conquer them, carry them away, use them any way he wants to. Um, that was in, in verses 11 and 12. Down in uh, verse 13, he says, Now in the 14th year of Hezekiah, did Sennacherib, that is the king of Syria, Assyria, uh, he come up against the, the fenced cities of Judah and took them. So he's encroaching on Hezekiah's country. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria, Lachish, saying, I have, offi- I have offended. Return from me that which thou puttest on me, I will bear. He says, you won't, you won't charge me a tax and, and so that You'll leave us alone, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. And so he, he did. And Hezekiah even took the silver and gold from, even, even went down to the, uh, to the house of the Lord and took the treasures of the king's house to pay off Sennacherib. Well, you know, he, just like a greedy man, Sennacherib just wanted more. And so he sends down, they, they even took gold off the doors of the temple and gave it to him. And the king of Assyria sent, uh, he sent three of his men, one in particular, uh, Rabshaki uh, from, <clears throat> from Lachish to Hezekiah with, with a great host against Jerusalem. And they went up and were come up and came and stood by the conduit uh, of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the fuller's field. And when they had called to the king, there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, uh, which was over the household, and Shebna, and the scribe, and uh, Joah, and Asaph, the recorder. So all of these uh, representatives come out, and they meet uh, Rabshake, and, and said to them, he, he says to them, he says, speak to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king of Assyria. What confidence is this wherein thou trustest? You know, what, what do you have your confidence in? Uh, thou sayest, uh, I have counsel and strength for the war. Uh, 
Now on whom dost thou trust that thou rebellest against me? You know, he said, look, you can't stand up against Assyria. Be serious. Think about this. He, he even goes down here and at one point he offers to give them 2,000 horses that if they can put men on them, he'll give them 2,000 uh, horses to put men on to fight against him. He's, 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 that, he's that proud. He's that arrogant. He says, you know, he, he says, go, I want you to give, give pledges and, and get, get your thinking cap on, right? And, and bow down to Assyria. Well, uh, that, just, that just wouldn't work. Not with, not with Hezekiah. And what Hezekiah did is he turned to the Lord. First thing he did is he bowed down before the Lord. Well, Rabshakeh, he went back to uh, where the king of Assyria was, and they talked, and and they came up with a plan, and he sent a message back again. And uh, he sent with him uh, Rabshakeh and, and a host of men, a whole host of men. And Rabshakeh comes out, and he he is... Well, let's go over to uh, chapter 19. I, I, I didn't want to spend time reading all of this, so uh, go back and fill in the gaps. You'll love reading this. Um, so he comes back again. Chapter 19, this verse, beginning verse 1, and it, it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, uh, what, what all was going on and the blasphemy. Uh, the blasphemy that was coming out of this man's mouth. Uh, he heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went, where? Into the house of the Lord. He knew where to go. He turned to the Lord. And, and he sent Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders and the priests, and covered with sackcloth and ashes, to Isaiah the prophet, the prophet, the son of Amos, and you know you you can read this same story in Isaiah thirty six and thirty seven and Second Chronicles chapter thirty two. You read almost verbatim everything that that, that you see here in Second Kings. So, the message goes to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, "Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord." Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, with <clears throat> which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. This is the word of the Lord. He says, you blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Well, you know, this rocked on back and forth. And they still came again. They still came again. What did Hezekiah do? He turned to the Lord. He turned to Isaiah the prophet. And the result of that, both, his, uh, both Rabshakeh and Sennacherib not only lost their army, but they lost their life as well. Now, they had all the confidence in the world that you could ever want, didn't they? 
But their confidence was in the flesh. Their confidence was in themselves. But Hezekiah's confidence was in the Lord God Almighty. When it finally came down to, uh, in verse 32 of chapter 19, they come back with a host of, of, of men again. It says, therefore, saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city. Nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. He said, you know, this, this, yeah, he's coming back with his great host, but he's not even going to shoot an arrow in the city. Now, there's some confidence. <laughs> There's some confidence, but it wasn't in the man, was it? Uh, By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake, and for my servant David's sake, and it shall come to pass that night that the angel... And it came to pass, rather, that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians an hundred, fourscore, and eighty-five, a hundred and fourscore and five thousand, that's a hundred and eighty-five thousand soldiers in one night. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. And it came to pass as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his God, that Adramelech and Jerezer, his sons, his own sons, smote him with a sword. He got paid back for his blasphemy against the God of heaven. For his confidence was totally in the wrong place. And one of his sons reigned in his stead. But <clears throat> having confidence in the wrong thing is a, is a dangerous thing. I love, uh, in the book of Proverbs, we, we read all kinds of things, but... Uh, it, that's all good, and it's it's a it's a marvelous uh, benefit to us. But uh, in in particular, in this ist- instance, uh, I love one one verse in Proverbs, especially uh, Proverbs chapter twenty five, verse nineteen. In there, it says, uh, "Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble." is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Now, how many of you enjoy having a a broken tooth? It's miserable, isn't it? Have you ever had a foot out of joint? I got, you know, I got a a kind of a crippled leg over here. uh, Been been a misery for me for about five or six years. And, uh, you know, it's no fun. And, and it's not out of joint, but it, but it's somewhat crippled. And, but if it was out of joint, you know what? When that, if that foot is out of joint, you can't walk on it. You can't walk on it. Uh, 
And when you got a broken tooth, you can't think about anything but that broken tooth. It, I mean, it, it will eat at you till you're at up. <laughs> Pardon my English, but that. <clears throat> he says, confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth. Not, not just one, but a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. That's a miserable condition. And it's not a place to have your confidence. In uh, Psalm, Psalm 27, verses uh, 2 and 3. No, 3 and 4, 3 and 4. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident, says the psalmist David. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his Temple. Now, there is where we need to, you know, it, <clears throat> David knew where to put his confidence. He said, uh, the armies of the world rise against me. And they did in David's life, didn't they? But he, he knew where to turn, just like Hezekiah. David says, I want to, one thing I've desired and one thing I will seek after, uh, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I don't want to depart from the Lord's house. I don't want to be anywhere else. I want my life to be centered around uh, the service of God and his, his life and his, his beauty and his strength and his protection. And that's where security is and that's where confidence is best laid. That's where our support is in life. In uh, Philippians chapter 3, In verse 3, Paul says there, he says, For we are the circumcision which which worship God in in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have what? And have no confidence in the flesh. Prophet Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 9 and 10 says, The heart... The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That He's, he's being honest there, isn't he? <laughs> he's telling the truth. Even, even, even now, my heart can be desperately wicked. I've got a new heart, but uh, uh, that, old, that old nature is still in me. It's still in me. I've got to be careful about it. It's still there. Jeremiah says that it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? But then he writes, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. The word search there means to penetrate and examine. God says, I penetrate and examine the heart. He knows the heart. He says, I try the reins, that is, the mind, 
the, the interior self, what comes out of your heart, you know, uh, what, what your heart likes, that's what you seek. And so he says, I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. His ways are his course of life. God says, I know your heart, and I'm watching. I can see. There's nothing that happens outside of the sight of God. He sees it all. He knows it all. Can we not turn to him and look to him for all of our help and all of our needs? We can, because he's that kind of God. In Philippians chapter 1, Paul says there, uh, Philippians chapter 1, beginning verse 3, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. He's writing to those people at Philippi, and, and what a salutation that, that the great apostle Paul would thank God for every remembrance of them. There, there's been some people in my life like that. I, I thank God every time I think about them. And... Uh, that's a wonderful thing to have people like that in your life. And I'm sure Paul was pleased to, uh, to express those words to him. But he says, always in every prayer of mine for you all, for you all. You know, Paul was from south, the south. Of, uh, he said, you all uh, making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day till now. You see, that's what he's thanking God for. Because of their, their, their relationship was what it was. And he could thank God for them because of their fellowship in the gospel. Verse 6, he says, being confident of this thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's the God that I serve. That's the God that I know. That's the God I love. Back in Hebrews 10, 13, it, he says it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. It is. But though it's a fearful thing, it's also the most secure place there is in the world. It is the most secure, the most comforting. But know that he chastises those that he loves. He does. Why? Because he wants the best for us. Because he's looking out for us. Because he has called us and and loved us with a holy calling. And made us special in, in him. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, part part of verse 12, uh, Paul says there, Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded, that persuaded is confident, confident, I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed against him unto that day. I know that he's going to be with me, just like Paul said, whether I live or whether I die, God is with me. I can count on him. 
I have confidence in that. My confidence is not in me. I, you know, I, uh, I, I can think about, you know, uh, we, we look at genealogical things a lot of times, you know, and uh, I look back in my family and, well, my, uh, my mother's mother, she lived to be 101. Now, my grandfather, he, he, he only lived to be 90, 96 and six, you know, uh, and mama, she only lived to be 98. So, you know, you look at my genealogy and say, oh, brother John, you go, you'll live a long time, huh? Well, I don't know that. Uh, I do know this. I knew, my, my, my granddad on my dad's side, he died at 69. Uh, my dad and my brother died at 70. I'm already 70. You know, could be my time's done, isn't it? Well, it could be. We don't know. But whether I live or whether I die, I'm with the Lord. I'm with the Lord. That's what's important to me. Uh, Romans uh, chapter 8, verses uh, 38 and 39. I think Brother Roger might have read this to us. Uh, the other night, but he says, for I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in what? In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Uh, that love, that love will never fail. That love will never leave you. Uh, it's, it, it's yours by the grace of God, a free gift unto you. And God holds you responsible to take care of that gift. Hebrews 10.35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. There's a benefit to this confidence in God. It will... It will, it, it will comfort you through life. It will sustain you. It will strengthen you. It will lift you up when, when all the world seems to be crashing down on you. That confidence in God and trusting in Him, turning to Him in every time of need will benefit you. It has great recompense of reward. 1 John chapter 2. Verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Little children, abide in him. Because when he appears... We can be confident of what he said. There's a land where I will need confidence no longer. There's a land where I can lay down my faith. I walk by faith and not by sight today. But one day I'll lay down this faith. And I'll rise to glory in Jesus Christ my Lord. May God bless you. It's been an honor and a privilege to be here with you.